Welcome to another episode of Theme Park Shuffle, episode 20, in fact. Uh, I am here with David King, and this is Logan Zawaki, and unfortunately, Jeremy will not be joining us on this episode, but that's okay, because we're going to power through and carry on TPS without him. I tell you what, he is a man of the people, and his social calendar is loaded. So uh, anytime he can sneak us in, we're very grateful, but we totally understand why he's not here. Absolutely. And right now with the holiday season, so much going on. Things are crazy. Schedules are nuts. Speaking of holidays. Speaking of it. (laughs) So today's challenge is the Christmas challenge. So episode 19 was Halloween. Episode 20 is Christmas. We just bypassed Thanksgiving. So sorry, November. (laughs) Life gets crazy. But we are in December now. It is the Christmas challenge. And this particular challenge is inspired by the Christmas overlays found inside, well, for me, found inside Disneyland in California. So the challenge this episode is to choose a ride inside one of the four main Disney theme parks at Walt Disney World in Orlando and give it a Christmas overlay. So prior to this episode, we shuffled to see who would be assigned which of the four parks and the results are David got Epcot, Logan Logan got Hollywood Studios, and Jeremy got Magic Kingdom, but like we already said, unfortunately, he's unable to join us for this recording. So Magic Kingdom will go un-Christmatized, so, <laughs> if that is a word. It is now. Oh, <laughs> uh, So before we jump into our overlays, uh, David and I wanted to catch up since uh, both of us recently visited parks and got to experience some holiday events during our trips. So, David, tell me yeah. about your trip well, to SeaWorld Orlando for their Christmas well, yeah, this, celebration. This was the first time that we did a non-Disney uh, Christmas celebration. Um, just to wanted to see a little something different. And I tell you what, the incorporation of sesame street and rudolph and everything that they have down there they did a really good job like it was it was very entertaining um they had a phenomenal meet and greet with santa claus um where you sit in his sleigh he interacts he i have a six-year-old daughter he interacted with her it wasn't a rush you know take a picture and get out um the christmas parade they did in sesame street land was almost as good as as a disney one it was you know shorter but you know as fun and and interactive and yeah the whole the whole park was beautiful it's a nice small you know easy to get around park um honestly they do a sort of uh, like a discount version of the epcot uh around the world food and all that kind of stuff like that that was it was cool and it was it was all right. The, the food was was definitely not the quality of, of the, that you get at Epcot. But man, for not having been to SeaWorld in forever, I'm not the biggest fan of SeaWorld to be honest with you. But at Christmas time, they did a really really good job. A lot of interactive stuff for the kids, and they've really leaned into the Sesame Street stuff, which Logan I know is near and dear to your heart. Very much so. But yeah, no, SeaWorld, SeaWorld was great. We had a, you know, we made it a day trip and it was 
we were home by eight or nine o'clock and just a really, really good time. They did a good job. That's awesome, man. I, I, I personally love SeaWorld. I have always loved SeaWorld Orlando from the, the combination of the rides and the shows. Um, and again, it, it's, there's just a nice balance there. It's far less crowded than going to the universal and Disney in Orlando. So, um, and obviously pricing is dramatically different. So you gotta have love you, that. Have well. you been there? Have you been there at Christmas time? I've been there during Christmas time. One of the big issues that we always ran into though, uh, with taking our son, now that he's six, it wouldn't be as much of an issue or about to be six. Um, but prior when we took him, he was just too young to last a whole day. So yeah. we honestly missed almost all of the the holiday events. We we caught the holiday shows, we got to see some of the characters dressed in holiday attire over in Sesame Street. But as far as the actual um meeting Santa, that whole front half of the the lake if you will that is yeah. just like walking through sort of a, a santa's village um with all the different shops and kiosks none of that was open because it opens later in the day and so we always miss that unfortunately so i'm definitely looking forward to going back i feel like we spent the first half of the day between there and sesame street land and by the time we and we got there they opened at nine. We got there like nine thirty, and by the time I looked down at my watch, it was like one o'clock. And we, had, we, the only two places we had been was like the little Santa Village and and Sesame Street. That Sesame like, Street Land is so good, though. Golly, all the interactives that are in there. You could spend a very long time, especially if you know to look for those things. Uh, I didn't, but my wife and daughter had been at Halloween, so we walked around and we're looking at it. it was, it's great. Awesome, man. So uh, so for those who haven't ever listened to the previous 19 episodes, Logan travels for theme park ride design. Yep. And you just got back from California. Yes. And I know when you were in California, you did a little bit of homework. And you oh, went yes. to, uh, to the Disneyland theme park. I went to the, the OG. Please tell me. I have been to the OG myself. I have never been for a Christmas overlay, but I have been to the OG and the the quaintness and the hominess of that. The fact that it's like in a neighborhood and the the for those who are used to the Magic Kingdom castle to see like the Anaheim castle is shocking of how small that it is. But the park is just, there's something about it, right? And it's, I'd love yeah. to hear what you I'd love to hear what you thought about it at Christmas. I, uh, I, yeah, you are absolutely right, David. The, the magic that people talk about when they talk yeah. about Disneyland that I never understood. And I was like, this is baloney. There's no, I mean, this, <laughs> there's no difference. There's no way it is so different, but it is. It absolutely yeah. is. And I see it now. I get it now. I hear you people. And you are 100% correct. <laughs> Disneyland is magical. It is absolutely magical. And at Christmas time, with all the additional lights, it is that much more magical. And 
uh, gosh, the whole experience. And not only that, but also getting to go with Bill Keevy and meet his new friends. And I mean, it was incredible, the whole experience. But specifically, if we're talking Christmas overlays, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay of Haunted Mansion is fantastic. It is so, so fun. I'm so jealous that they get that and we don't do anything with ours. Yeah, I, I do think though we I I think we have the better haunted mansion. I think Magic Kingdom, yeah. I hate to say that, but I think the Magic Kingdom haunted mansion, just the ride itself, I I personally feel is better Agreed. than the one there. Unlike basically all the other rides, <laughs> everything <laughs> else that they have on the West Coast is pretty much better. From They're pirates. Astro Blasters, which is you can't even compare the two. The one here <laughs> in Orlando is garbage compared to the one out there in California. I mean, the Pirates of the Caribbean out in, in mm -hmm. California, so much better. So I, it's, it just blew my mind how much better it was. Uh, and I mean, and all we're talking about is just like the addition of some additional rock work going through a cave, you know, yeah. passing by a bayou, which makes no sense story-wise. <laughs> we're not even going to go into that. But it still has that <laughs> something about it that is just yep. so much better. Um, Indiana Jones, I mean, all the just 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 all the attractions, the entire Galaxy's Edge being in Disneyland. There's, there's so much. There's so much there. It's amazing. But going back to Christmas overlays, yes, the, the other Christmas overlay that I do not know why Orlando was not doing this is the It's a Small World Christmas overlay it was so good <laughs> so stinking good and all we're talking about is adding christmas decorations inside <laughs> and creating an, a you know a new um audio track that is even more addictive than the original <laughs> it's a small world because now they have incorporated all your favorite christmas songs so seamlessly <laughs> that you don't even realize you are listening as it transitions from Jingle Bells to It's a Small World to Deck the Halls. It just <laughs> flows so perfectly. You, I mean, you literally don't even notice it until you catch yourself singing along and you realize, oh, wait, I'm singing a Christmas song. Like, it's perfect. Everything about it is perfect. And I don't understand why. They do not bring that to Orlando. Orlando needs to step their game up. I I love <laughs> I love I love Magic Kingdom at Christmas. Like they decorate it well and Absolutely. it's beautiful. And however, they don't do anything with any of the rides to make them feel different or feel special. And it would you it's it's there. They could definitely do that. And I I think it would. Uh, even even like Mickey's not so scary when they say that there's rides that are made you know for Halloween they just like put purple lights on the teacups. They don't really do many overlays that are holiday themed. And I feel like they're really missing out. I feel like they could really do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, uh, I've heard rumors. It's just because of the different demographic that comes to Walt Disney world versus Disneyland, how Disneyland is much more local focused and therefore you need more, um, 
changes and seasonal overlays in order to keep people coming back and keep those APs happy. Whereas, you know, Orlando, it's more of an international um, attraction and you've got people coming from all over the world and they want to experience the attraction unaltered. Um, So I've heard that. I don't know if that's true or not, but either way, um, we're going to take a stab. I was going to say, if they wanted some overlays or something, then I think maybe you and I could throw a couple of ideas at them. (laughs) So do we want to shuffle? See who goes first? Eh, Whatever. There's only two of us. So mine's not the longest. Well, okay. Then uh, (laughs) would you like to go first? What what ride at Epcot are you going to give a Christmas overlay, David? Well, let, let's say that, you know, mine's a bit more of an overlay. It would be a, a bit of a transition at Christmas time because there'd be some different things uh, involved. But anybody who's listened to this show before knows that I find one thing that makes me think of something and it takes me down the path of where my ride's going. So I got Epcot. And the first thing you think of with Epcot is the big ball. And what I thought of is it would be cool if they could do a projection on it to make it look like a snow globe. And if you are familiar with this movie, a snow globe, actually the whole universe of this movie, it's very prevalent. Uh, It represents the magic of Christmas in the movie, The Santa Claus. So I am going to turn the uh, Spaceship Earth into The Santa Claus, and I'm going to call it Enter the Yuleverse. If you've watched the Disney Plus show, you will get the Yuleverse reference. Uh, they they did a whole episode about the Yuleverse, um, but really the first Santa Claus movie is where my ride's going to take place, and actually it's going to take place, kind of keeping the spirit of Spaceship Earth of showing the history of Earth, except this is going to show the history of Santa Claus. So what's going to happen is the overlay is going to be a projection up on the ball to make it look like a giant Christmas soap snow globe showing the magic of Christmas spirit. When you enter the very tiny queue that Spaceship Earth has, you're going to hear the voice of Bernard, Santa's former head elf. And he's going to explain to you that in order to know about today's Santa Claus, you must know where he came from. So welcome to the Yuleverse. And then he'll say, but yeah, we're working on that name because they're not sure about it. The short queue is going to look like the North Pole, like you've entered where Santa Claus, you know, does his life and work and all that. And then you are going to get onto the ride vehicle, which I'm going to have look like a sleigh. And you're going to begin to travel back through time and you're going to arrive in 280 AD in what is now modern day Turkey. And you're going to see the original St. Nicholas. He's going to be helping less fortunate and the children of what is now modern day Turkey. That is where the legend of Santa Claus began is with St. Nicholas. As you proceed further on, you're going to arrive into the 1700s, into Holland, and you will meet Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas is handing out wooden carved toys and placing them in socks hung above fire. This begins to gradually look like the more modern Santa Claus that that everybody is familiar with. The next room you enter, you're going to see an author bent over his table, hard at work much like the monks are in the Spaceship Earth. It's 1822, and that author is Clement Clark Moore, and he is writing a famous poem. And over the speakers, you will hear, "'Twas the night before Christmas." And here you will see the first glimpse of what is now the modern-day Santa Claus. Red suit, 
white beard, and a hat. The ride then slowly proceeds to show the top of a snowy house and a familiar Santa Claus animatronic sliding down and falling off. You'll hear the voice of Scott, Sal- Cal- Scott Calvin saying, hey, buddy, are you okay? And then at this point, you're at the top of the dome. I want it to look like a winter sky with a full-size Santa sleigh and all of the reindeer flying above your head, pulling Scott Calvin and Charlie animatronics. As the ride begins to descend, there are going to be voice clips from the original Santa Claus movie and animatronics of Scott's slow transition into becoming the Santa Claus that we all know today. Finally, at the end, the last scene is a full-size animatronic of the Santa Claus from the movie, wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a good day at Disney. The end. <laughs> oh, man. I love that's that. It. I love that. <laughs> that is, oh, that's so perfect for Epcot, too. Tying in all the history. Yep. And actually having it factual history. So tying into the real lore of Santa Claus and then then sliding in the IP. Oh, man. That's good. I really Thanks enjoyed be, that, David. That, that would be, fun. be a killer Christmas overlay. It would be that's, that's be way more than more an overlay. Of... That's literally a whole new attraction. But that is you. awesome. All right. So you take the caveman and you just put like a costume <laughs> on him. And then the monk that's riding, you just put like a costume on him, and then there you go. There you go. Sounds like our, our Sally Christmas party. We just take all the animatronics around the shop and we just put them in Santa outfits and Santa hats I'm, and decorate I'm them. I'm still I'm still waiting for my invite to a Sally Christmas party. <laughs> you got to work there, man. You got to work there. Don't you? Don't you need like safety officers that are paramedics or something? <laughs> yeah, we can figure out something. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, uh, so you got Hollywood Studios, right? I did get Hollywood Studios. What ride could you possibly be thinking at Hollywood Studios? Oh man, I went back and forth and back and forth with this one, but. For me, out of all the attractions at Hollywood Studio, the one that I felt would benefit the most from a Christmas overlay and that also the fans, the guests, would enjoy the most with a Christmas overlay is Rockin' Christmas Coaster starring Aerosmith. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> so so for this overlay not much has to change outside the ride or in the queue you simply <laughs> place a sign saying christmas over the roller portion of the exterior ride sign then add christmas decorations throughout the exterior and interior of the queue lines uh, guests are still entering aerosmith's recording studio the posters featuring featuring various musicians will be a variety of holiday songs sung by different artists, so tying it to the season. Um, the pre-show narrative is modified so that the band's manager is in a hurry to get the band to their record label's Christmas party. So the band invites all of us to join them at the party. Band's manager calls to get a vehicle big enough to fit Santa, his nine reindeers, and over a dozen elves. Now that our travel arrangements have been made, we exit into the alleyway behind the studio. So this loading area is just covered in Christmas lights and decorations. Around the corner comes a stretch limousine with a big red Rudolph nose attached to the front grille and vinyl graphics applied that give the vehicle a more festive look. So we board the limousine, 
drive around the corner where we hear over the radio that Santa Claus has been spotted in Hollywood. The sign that changes over the tunnel, it changes exactly 15 times and reads, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you are awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Boom. We're launched into the tunnel. Fly past various Hollywood signs and Christmas decorations as we search for Santa on our way to the Christmas party. And I'm sure you're wondering, what song is being played? Well, none other. Then Santa Claus is coming to town, sung by Steven Tyler, and originally performed on an episode of the Disney Channel show Lizzie McGuire back in December <laughs> 2002. So as guests fly around various Christmas-themed props, they finally pass by a rock and roll Santa and his hot rod sleigh before entering the VIP access tunnel to the Christmas party. We exit the limousine and enter the Christmas party-themed gift shop full of rockin' Christmas coaster merchandise and playing more Christmas songs recorded by different members of Aerosmith. The end. That would have a line out the door. That's so much fun. Now, if only they could replace the ride vehicles to make them more comfortable, that would be a major improvement. Well, they're, they're already red, right? <laughs> I know. I think they're like a bluish green, I think. Oh, are they? Why did I think they were red? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that dude, that's Finn. It it sounds like you and I could go in there with target decorations. <laughs> yes. They just <laughs> have to be I, mounted very well because once you put them like, inside that coaster. Just like Apple Music, <laughs> you can do the overlay. <laughs> and it was pretty amazing, too, because if you go on YouTube and you watch uh, the Santa Claus has come into town by Steven Tyler on that Lizzie McGuire episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's exactly one minute and 16 seconds, which is almost the exact <laughs> amount of time that music is played inside the coaster section of rock and roller coaster. So very kismet. I think it's meant to be, I think we can make it happen. And, you know, since it was previously shown in a Disney channel show, they might actually have some kind of exclusive rights because otherwise that song hasn't been uh, you know, published anywhere else or produced anywhere else. You can't go on uh, Apple Music and buy it or anything like that. So, Man, that would be so fun. That's such a <laughs> – it just fits perfectly. I mean – It would work. I mean, and honestly, yeah. there's not a whole, whole lot you got to change. The hardest part is just the, the cue with that whole um, – changing script which means whole new video recording and that's where it becomes problematic i mean but if you know that's one of those things you do it once and then you've got it for yeah. for years it would be so fun though and and if you've never heard him sing santa claus is coming to town it is definitely worth the youtube search well now I ha- yeah now i have to go look it up <laughs> it's fun and i could actually see it being played um on an actual coaster like it's got enough ups and downs to it yeah and it's i mean it's steven tyler you know when he hits i mean that, and- 
It's like, boom, get it. Now he looks like everyone's grandma, so it would definitely make you feel like Christmas time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is... That's, uh, these, were the, these were the shortest rides we've ever done. It's true. You know, it is just an overlay, though. We're not talking about major redesigns, even though yours was pretty close. I, yeah, I missed the just an overlay part of the challenge. But... Oh, no, it's okay, man. It was awesome. I loved it. Well, man, I sure am glad that we were able to get on here and uh, throw in a Christmas one. I know last year our Christmas one ended up coming out after Christmas. So yeah. the fact we can actually get our Christmas ones out before Christmas <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> That's a win. That is Winning. definitely a win. 20 minutes of us is better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and the goal here, too, is we're trying to get one more out for the month of December. So keep your finger fingers crossed. Stay tuned to yeah. the park shuffle and it'll either be one more for this year or we'll have a beginning of next year. We have a pretty good idea on how to wrap up 22 with yes. the with the podcast. It'll just be a matter of if our uh if our uh crack staff at uh theme park shuffle industries can get together and <laughs> get the editing done for for us, our staff of uh Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a man, if you if you follow Main Street Magic socials, you know he's out there out there getting all the Main Street Magic stuff done. So never stops. He never, ever stops. He's always going, but we sure missed him on this one, but glad we put it together. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so I mean, is there anything else you want to chat about, David, before we sign off? I don't think so, man. I just wanted to, you know, as we we come to the end of another year of doing this podcast, which surprised that uh, you guys have still kept listening to us this long. I know I personally am very grateful to uh to get to know all you guys through the social media and get to know you guys through doing this podcast um one of our goals for 23 is to get theme park shuffle its own social media so that we can engage you guys on the theme park shuffle specifically so that uh, you know we don't clog up main street magic's feed but uh it's it's definitely our goal to grow this thing and for those of you that have been along for the ride from the beginning we are very very thankful tell your friends tell your neighbors we can't do it without you guys, but yeah, I've, I've had a blast. I look forward to 23 and to keep doing it. And I hope everybody out there in theme park shuffle land has a really good holiday. Good Merry Christmas. And I'm not going to say happy new year. Cause we are going to do another one before the end. That's right. We will. Exactly. Yeah. And e everything that David just said, that, that was great, David. Thank you for saying that. And yes, to everyone, we, we appreciate all your support, everything throughout the past, you know, little over, a year and a half or so um sticking sticking with us uh through our crazy schedules and our inconsistency <laughs> with posting <laughs> but we sincerely appreciate it we will try to uh get on a more routine schedule next year and honestly just thank you all so much happy holidays merry christmas to you all and like david said we we won't say happy new year because that'll force us to do another episode before the end of the new year. <laughs> Dang right. we, we'll tell you happy new year on the next one. So thank you guys again for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Keep an eye out for some social media from us. Keep an eye out on main street magic for social media for us. So for me, David and for Logan. Adios amigos.
And I'm sure Jeremy would say something very witty if he was here, but he's not. So for Jeremy, he says goodbye also. That is it for us. Have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. We will see you on the next one. 